Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Hallelujah. Well, we have reached a very important part of the service, which is to hear the word of God. Amen. And so... I want you to begin to prepare your heart for what is coming. This morning we are going to, you know, the first Sunday of every month is hearing and seeing. And so this morning we are going to hear our pastor preach to us, Bishop, speak to us. Hallelujah. Oh, if you are clapping, I think you can do it better unto Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. is going to talk to us about a message that is titled immediate response hallelujah i want us to rise to our feet and we are going to sing our song and declare that nothing is impossible with god nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God, nothing is impossible when you trust in His Word. Harking to the voice of God to thee, is there anything too hard for Him? Then put your trust in God and rest upon His Word. Everything, oh, everything, yes, everything is possible with God. Oh, nothing, somebody declare it when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you trust in, when you trust in the works. Harking to harking to the voice of God to thee this morning. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon his word for everything. Oh everything. Yes, everything is possible with God. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Let's welcome our founder, our pastor, our personal person, our prophet, Bishop Doug Hayward Mills. Let me just let me just make a point concerning funerals. All right. Can I make a point? Yeah, it's just a side point, but it's very important to help you. Do not follow the traditional Ghanaian behavior about funerals. It's a backward way of living your life. Recently, when the doctors died, I went to one of the doctors who died's house, and um, they had graded the road because President Kufour came to visit the 
the wife, you know. Normally that road you cannot pass on it. You know, now if these people are valuable, okay, when they are alive, value them. What do you think? Value them. Some of them were lying there, have not been paid for two years. These doctors who were, who were making a fuss over have not been paid by the government for two years. I've been working and finding ways and means of living without being paid for two years. So if they were to rise from the dead, they'll be so surprised. Of what? The president? Who is that? The vice president? All these people? Why me? What am I? And then even the president coming to visit them. And there, are only, there were only six of them in the country. Huh? So I think it's a bad reverse way of thinking. And then secondly, going for funerals all the time is a bad culture. It's a very bad culture. Go every, you see some people, every time they are going, so uh, I'm going for a funeral. And in Ghana, the office, if you leave on, you can leave on Friday early or even Thursday because you've mentioned an important thing. What is it? Funerals. So I think that the modern Christian should not live by such cultures. Your mother's, uh, your mother's sister, it's not really her sister, but she lived with her when she was growing up and she's like a sister to her and she has died. Huh? She was in the compound. She was, she was born in the compound. <laughs> your uncle, your this, your this, your this, your this. This last weekend, my wife was going for we, we had come from, I think, is it uh, homecoming? Saturday, she said she's going to a funeral. Her father's this, this, this. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> she said, I'll be the only one who's not going. I said, oh, yeah. And then you know what I did? Because when I was coming to sleep, it was late. So I locked the door and I hid the key. <laughs> because I knew that she would get up and she would go for the funeral. Then she would send me a text that she's <laughs> at Mankesim. So I locked the door and I slept confidently. <laughs> I was there when they were waking me up. I said, oh yeah, where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. Then she said, will you tell my father? I said, I would tell him that I said my wife should not go for this funeral. I wouldn't allow her to go for the funeral. It's as simple as that. It's a bad culture. Every funeral, you somebody you don't know, the person doesn't see you in your life. It's a bad culture. We are, we are reverse. We are living in the reverse. Celebrate life, not death. Spend money on life, not on the dead. It, it is, it, honestly, this last, these doctors who died there, it's one of the most shameful things of, 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 of Ghanaians. I mean, that the person who is lying there has not been paid for two years old. And you should have read the tribute of one of the, the wives, the widows. She said everything. I was sitting by the minister of one of these ministers the last trip. I said, did you hear the wife, what she said? I heard everything. I heard everything that she said. This is pathetic. 
there is no water, but you make, you make, recently one of our members was going for the funeral of somebody, and they made a borehole and water in the village. There was no water, but because of the funeral, they made water. So when the person is alive, the person is not worthy of water. When the person is dead, the funeral of the person is worthy of the water. This is what leads us such a respect and reverence for the dead that has led us to pouring libation, speaking to the dead, praying to the dead, and all these are abominations. When President Rollins came, at the first time when he came, I mean, the whole of Ghana television news was full of dead body pictures on the television. Obituary, chief mourners, first mourners, this mourners, this mourners, last mourners, all this, every day. And he said, clear it from there. That's why sometimes we don't need democracy. We need somebody. Said, this is a bad behavior. If you go to England anywhere, there is no such thing. Then you see, this person is going for funeral. How many Ghanaians have died on their way to funerals? And useless funerals that you didn't really need to go. You are going. That's why I said to my wife, oh yeah, you are not going. I said, I will tell your father and your mother and anybody that I say, you are not going for the funeral. And it's as simple as like my wife said, you are not going. Finish. And I, I, I am also not attending useless funerals. I will attend if I know you are. If I don't know, I won't attend. Da, da, da. You wouldn't see me. I, I have a, a, one of my, uh, uh, my is even younger than me. I mean, he's a business. When I say come to church, he will not come to church. Every weekend he's at a funeral. A businessman, every weekend he's at a funeral. It's a bad behavior. If you don't know, it's a very bad way. You look at Ghana, what have we done for us, ourselves? What are we? Where have we advanced? We are getting poorer and poorer and poorer. Is these are the things you see the people in the village waiting for a funeral when you go at Mampong? It is a, 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 a Buri, and so they are all waiting for a big person to die in town so that people will come there, buy beer, rent chairs, and canopies from the village, and everybody will go and drink and eat a piece of chicken. What is this? What is this? Oh. That sound you hear is a funeral, it's an anniversary. Personally, I feel that it is a bad culture. And I think that if you are a young, coming up Christian, it's one of the things you should discard. What do you think? Discard it! Say funeral, whatever. I say, oh, I can't come. That's it. You can send some money if it's so important. Give them some I can't come. Every journey on that road, you are risking your life. I would rather risk my life for a better cause. Yes. Going to sit there, wear black, eat black and white. You'll be sitting there. And you are not feeling sad, though. You are not feeling sad at all. Why should you go to a funeral where you are not feeling sad? Chatting, eating, drinking. Somebody went for a funeral. When she came back, you know what he said. He said, when we went for the funeral, they did not serve us with even one groundnut. Okay. Even one groundnut. That was the whole purpose of going. 
Look, are you moving forward or backwards? Look, when I die, find Wawa board if you are alive before. Because some of you, when I say this, you think I'll die before you, but you may die before me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find a Wawa board eh, from one of our building sites. Nail them together and go and throw me somewhere. Look, John Calvin, when he died, one of the greatest reformers, his, his, one of his requests was that nobody should know where he's buried. He doesn't want anybody to come there and pray there. And John Wesley, when he died, he said he wanted to be buried with his pastors. So there are about six of them in where he is. He said when he's resurrected, he wants to go with the pastors together at the same time. Yeah. And when he died, he says six poor men should carry him. His pastors should step aside. Poor, they should get poor people and give everybody one pound each for their hard work. We are too steeped into worshipping the dead. Huh? Now, if you want to break out of those traditions, even like a widow, if, you are, if your husband is dead, you wear black, 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 black. Me, I will advise you if you are a widow, not to wear black after a, a while. It's enough. Because black is a nice dress to wear. It's a nice color. But throughout, every day, when somebody says, I am mourning, I am sad, I am crying, I am pitiful, I am sorrowful, have compassion on me. Hey, why? Hey, for one year, you cannot be happy. No earrings, always wearing some black sand, no jewelry. You know what I'll say to you? What, that's what I learned when my father died. I realized that the one who brings a tradition first is the one whose tradition is followed. So me now, it, those of you who have no experiences, when there's a funeral, all you have to say is our tradition is that we don't wear black beyond three months because it means that bad luck is coming after you. So you don't wear black after three months, you don't wear black. When you say that, they will, they will be afraid. But they are afraid of traditions. <laughs> so any kind of funeral or whatever, be the first person to say a tradition. Say, so in our church, if you are a shepherd, the funeral must be held in the church. You cannot do this and that, otherwise this, hey, then say, ah. Okay, tradition. We are afraid of tradition. So be the first to mention and describe a new tradition. Your tradition will work to break through. What do you think? I don't want to see you people. Today you are going for a funeral. You are coming. You are going. You are coming. You are going. And then I will hear that you are dead on the way to a funeral. And you went and you've come. You are dead. Why? You know why sometimes people like going for a show your big man is that you come with a car wearing this wild Ashanti black, whatever, with your wild bands. Then you come there this with your bare chest. And it's like, yeah, Charlie. <laughs> In Pihizi, you are coming to chop the big man when they see you coming. Yeah. One day I went to, I went somewhere and I was coming. Some guy came with his bands. Shiny! Hey! 
In fact, that car is one of the nicest Benzes I've ever seen. Unfortunately, we knocked his nice Benz. I felt so sorry for him. And he had come with his cloth for a funeral to show his nice Benz. Oh, I felt so sad for him. Anyway, don't forget to. What I have said is very important. You are, it's just like before, when you are going to get married, they will say, sleep with her to see whether she can give birth. What about your sperms? We have to count them and see whether they are enough. (laughs) Because there was a time everybody thought that it is the woman who does it, but now we know that it's not just the woman. There are many factors. So you two, we are, we are coming to milk your, uh, you know, and remove the sperm and count it. So you must test the woman. So they will not marry, they will not marry, and they will, they will let you sleep together. Me, before I got married, that was one of the problems I had. All this, and then they will not let you marry till you are old. You are now elderly. Elderly. <laughs> and you see, they know you are fornicating, you know, but they will say, you, you fornicate, but only don't bring pregnancy. You'll be doing whatever you want to do. But we can't marry now. Those of us who are coming, we should allow our children to marry when they are young. When they have strength. Pastor, so what do you think? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Therefore, I, Ephesians 4 verse 1, walking worthy, that's what I'm talking about. I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. Amen. Amen. With all humility and gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for one another. Amen. Amen. What do you think? Is it a good idea? Let me read it from the King James Bible. All right. Let's all read it together. Ready, go. Of the Lord? Yes. Okay, okay. With all lowliness, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. All these are important words that have meanings, all right? Now, I believe that God has called us. Hallelujah. Do you believe God has called you? Amen. And um, it is a blessing and a great privilege. What love the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called His sons and daughters precious in His sight. Greater love.
this world has never seen. When he hung on that tree, oh, why would he do such a thing for dirty sinners like you and me, oh, God? Thank you for loving me when on the cross you made history. Lord, you died for me forever. My praise will go to thee, oh God. Thank you for choosing me to be your child and bear your name. Oh Jesus, I will never cease to sing your praise. Amen. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for calling me. And walking worthy of the call of God is all that we need to spend the rest of our years and lives doing. Worthy of this great calling. Because you didn't deserve to be called. You don't deserve to be chosen. You don't deserve to be called. Is that not so? But God has chosen you. And God has called you. And so I believe that a Christian, especially those of us who are in such a service as we have tonight, where you believe in the call of God, and you believe... How many believe in the call of God? Amen. Amen. You believe in the call of God. You believe in the... The, that God has called you. You know, I believe that God has called me. And this calling that I believe in, you see, is not because I have seen God before speaking to me. You know, I was listening to uh, Rick Joyner, and he was saying something about the different kinds of revelations that people have. And he was saying that you shouldn't say that says the Lord. You shouldn't use that precious phrase, that says the Lord, when you have an impression or a feeling or you perceive that God is saying something because it's what you believe that God is saying. You see, but you should reserve it for maybe an angel has appeared or Jesus has appeared and has told you clearly. Then you come and say, this is what God says clearly. And then we follow it. And he was saying that, Surprisingly, some of the highest and greatest commissions and callings of God are not by these angels and Jesus appearing, but rather some of the greater callings are from this impression and a feeling and a belief, you know, that kind of like I have a witness in my heart. And I believe, or I perceive, like Paul said, I perceive that this journey is going to be with much harm. You understand? And that actually many of the greater leadings, which lead to very great things, are not from these spectacular type of callings. Well, when I look at my life, when I heard that I was encouraged, how many are encouraged with such a... Uh -huh, because... 
I'm still waiting. I've not yet seen the angel and the Lord in the way that I want to see him. Do you understand? How many have seen him yet? Still waiting. You get it? Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet they believe. And he went on to say, give an illustration. He said, for instance, in Paul's first apostolic journey, there was a prophecy. And the Lord said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas. But his second journey, which was the more fruitful one, there was nothing like that. It was just because uh, uh, Barnabas, let's go and see how the churches are doing. And then he moved. And that one rather was the most fruitful and many of the things we read in Acts happened in that journey. Is it not amazing? And he was going on to say that, you know, when you have a little child and you have to tell the child, brush your teeth, have your bath, eat your food, do this, do this. You as a parent, you are rather happy that you don't have to say detailed instructions. Is that not so? But the child has grown to the point where the child knows what to do. Do you understand? It's only maybe certain major things that you actually have to step in and say that. And so as we mature as Christians, we must know many things. Amen. And so what I'm trying to say to you is I'm trying to encourage you, as I encourage myself all the time, that sister, say you haven't seen angel. Brother, you haven't seen angel. You haven't seen Jesus. You are still called. Amen. Amen. What do you think? Yeah. You haven't seen angel, you haven't seen Jesus, you haven't seen whatever. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Amen. Amen. So you must learn to believe impressions, Hallelujah. beliefs, perceptions. So sometimes when I feel something, you know, like in the last couple of days, I just saw in my, not I saw, but I felt, you know, I felt in my heart all the way from Lome to Benin, to Lagos, to Port Harcourt, to Ibadan, to Abuja, to Kano, to Joss Plateau, and to Wari State. I just, Benin City, I just feel for all those places in my heart. So for the last two days, that's all I've been praying about. I've been praying about all these cities in Nigeria and West Africa, you know, and the places. And as I've been praying about them, I realized that it's the most and Sierra Leone and Liberia and Dakar and these West African places is the most accursed region of the whole world, though. West Africa. <laughs> Do you know that? It's one of the most deserted areas of the whole world. I mean, a pl- you see, even when you go to East Africa, you get flights that fly to places. And in Southern Africa, you get flies that fly to places. But in West Africa, there's no plane that goes to most places. Eh? Or you don't understand? And even if the plane is going, you will be afraid of the plane. Forgive. Forgive that thing. Yeah. It's a region of probably the lowest GDP or whatever in the whole world, West Africa. You know? But um, I felt it in my heart. So I was praying. You see, so I, I, I believe God is going to give me laborers to send to all these places. What do you think? Yeah, I believe it. 
Because Christ died for all these places. Every drop that fell was a drop for the salvation of all these places and all these people. Amen. Amen. So you may not see or experience a very dramatic thing. But that desire and that interest is a call. And you are supposed to walk worthy of such a call. Because many people don't seem to have that calling. Sometimes you look at some people, you, you wonder, they are not interested in God at all. Have you not noticed it? Huh? They are not interested in God at all. How many were not at the takeoff when I preached this uh, Thursday? You were not there. Raise your hand, please, if you were not there. Okay. You know, I was telling the people about uh, a man who died. You know, this guy. And this man, he didn't believe in God at all. You know, and he had an operation. He was going to have an operation. He was very ill in Paris. And then he fell out. He, he was... He thought they would come and operate on him, but they didn't come. It took a long time, about 10 hours delay, with a perforated duodenal ulcer. And he was, you know, he, I mean, he died virtually, as far as he's concerned. You know, but whilst he was there, he was suffering so much, he turned to his wife to say bye-bye to his wife. And he cried and he said bye-bye. And then he just, he thought, you see, he said that, I thought that when I close my eyes, I will disappear into oblivion. I will not exist again. I will not hear anything again. I will not see anything. That will be the end of my existence. But suddenly, he saw himself rather in the room. He was now standing in the room. And he said, everything was bright. And he said, under his feet, he could feel the cold floor. He was barefooted now. And he felt the, the floor was very cold. And he saw, he said, the lights, everything was a little brighter in the room. Then he saw his wife sitting by the bed, sitting in the corner, crying. So he went to, he went to her, but before that, there was another patient. There were two of them. He went to the patient, Monsieur something, and he called the guy. And he said, the guy didn't mind him. So he called the guy. The guy didn't mind. So he went up to the man's nose like this and shouted into his face. He shouted, he said, Monsieur, the man just looked as if he was looking at glass. Then he began to be afraid. Then he turned to his wife. And he was going to call his wife. And just as he was going to call his wife, he turned and he saw something in the bed. The bed that he had been lying in. So he went to the bed and he pulled the sheet. Oh, I don't think he pulled the sheet. Because he, he, he looked and he said, in the bed was himself. And he said, What? This person looks exactly like me. And he asked the question, he said, how can they make a wax model of me so quickly and put it in the bed? Look, this man was an atheist. He did not believe in God. You know, when I, when I think of these things, I say, hey, God, the fact that I even believe in God eh, is a very wild thing. So he saw the guy and said that, how could they make a wax model of me so quickly and put it in the bed? So he became afraid. Then he went to his wife because 
And he called and called and she did not respond. Then he heard voices calling him. Hey, they, they, they were mentioning his name. Mr. This, Mr. The Come, Come. And so, ah, the voices were outside the door, the room hospital door. Outside the door, the voices were loud. They said, oh, come, come to us. There's no hope there. There's nobody can help you there. Come, come, come. Now, nobody in the hospital room was mine. He said, he did not believe in God. There was no God, no angel, no heaven, no hell, no life after death, nothing. He believed in nothing. So he said, he went through the door. He said, when he got through the door, you know what he saw? He said, what I saw was like, when you put on your television and... Uh, uh, maybe the television is not working or there's, there's no transmission. That gray, shh, sun, that picture that you see, that's what I saw. And he said, the voices were calling me and the voices were deeper. And he said, he had no choice. And he just found himself going. He was going deeper. And as he was going, that grace was getting darker. And he was going, 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 going until he came and then he saw the creatures that were waiting for him, that had been calling him. And they jumped on him and began to torment him. He said that when they began to torment him, he wanted to be back in the hospital. He said that the pain and the suffering that was in the hospital was far better than the suffering and the, 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 the torment that was happening to him in the place. He said, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in angels. I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in anything. No religion, nothing. As they were tormenting him, he said, something said in him, pray. And he said, he doesn't know how to pray. He has never prayed. He, you see, so those of you who pray, you see, you have to thank God that you pray. Because this man has not prayed before. <laughs> hey! This man has not prayed before. So he said he didn't know how to pray. So he knew combination of the national anthem, God bless America, something. He mentioned different nursery rhymes and he joined all. God bless America. God, something. Mary had a little lamb. He joined all of them and spoke. <laughs> in God, yes. There was in God we trust. There was God bless America. He, he wrote it in the book. He wrote all the things that he said. God bless America. In God we trust. There's different, about five of them. He joined all and said all. Thank you for choosing me. But I was wondering, I was saying that, hey, God, it's not fair. This guy has died and he's coming back. So when he prayed, he said a light appeared. And the story goes on. Jesus came and took him from, scattered all those whatever, and took him to heaven and talked to him. Mercy said, no, you have to dance it again. Man, repair, repair your, repair your machine. Eh? Mercy said, no, you can't have him. 
And when he went, so many things about, I'll tell you more about that later, or maybe on another time, and what he was told. He did not believe in prayer. He did not believe in God. He did not go to church. Nothing. Just money. But suddenly, in Paris, an American, he was suddenly struck with this sudden instant perforation of his intestines. But the part that struck me, because me, that was the main question I was asking that. Lord, a lot of people die and they don't come back. Why did this guy come back? Do you know what he said? He said that when he got up there, he said when he was in the hospital, he came back from heaven. Then when he opened his eyes, he opened his eyes and he saw his stomach was bare and there were people standing over him and they were scrubbing his stomach with some soap. They were about to operate on him. Then he opened his eyes and he saw them. He was surprised. Then the nurse called the doctor. Doc, doctor, he, she, he's awake. So, ah, he cannot be awake. He cannot be awake. Then they came. Then he closed his eyes. When the doctor came, he had closed his eyes. When the doctor, he opened his eyes again. So, ah, how can you be awake? So anyway, they operated on him. Then later on, when he was in the ward, was recovering, he was there when a doctor came in, in white, wearing white, white up, white down, and the guy came, stood at the foot of the how are you? And he said he was fine. He said that in the book, he said, I could not lie to the man that I was not feeling fine. And the guy said to him, you are going to be all right. And so I came to see that you're all right. Then he said to him, you may not see me again, but I'll be around, and I'm here to ensure that you recover. So as soon as the guy, as soon as this doctor said, the doctor was speaking in a pure American accent. As soon as the guy went down, he called the nurse and said, who was the doctor? The nurse said, there's no doctor here. No one has come. I'm the one at the door. Nobody has come here. Nobody has said. He realized that an angel had, had come to the ward, and the angel said, I am here to ensure that you recover. I see God making you recover by angelic powers from every situation. In Jesus' name. Hey! Hey, hey! you for choosing. Those of you who don't pray, so you listen to something. So he said, when he recovered, he had not been to a church before. He doesn't go to, you see, and you, you come to church every day. Oh. Do you understand what I'm saying? He don't know, go to church. He did not know how to pray. He does not know how to sing. So he said, he went with his wife to a church. He said, when he got there, he saw the pictures in the church of angels. And he was so moved. He fell down crying. His wife was so angry. He said, I'm not going to any church with you again. You have disgraced us. You are embarrassing us. And he was so moved. He said, nobody could understand him. I tell you, somebody who went down to hell and came back by mercy, nobody can easily understand you. His whole life changed. I've not even finished reading the story. But he said one day, he was wondering. He, he said he wanted to talk to anybody he had ever known who was a Christian. And he didn't know anybody. But he remembered there was a certain lady, a, I think a Catholic nun or a nun, who came for his, like he was a professor, a lecturer. And the lady came, I think she was dressed like a nun. And she came for his lectures. And he said he remembers when the woman came, he called her out and he told her, in my lecture, there is no religion, no God, nothing. 
And I'm warning you, I don't want religion, God, anything in my lecture room. As far as I'm the lecturer and I'm the professor here, he warned her. That was the only thing that he told her. He said her name was Dolores. So later he said, if I can recontact this Dolores. So he sat through and found his students list, found the girl and called, and the lady came. The lady was very happy that he was saved now. So she said the lady asked him one question. Sir. But why did it take you so long? It was 13 years since he saw her. I said, why did it take you so long? And he said, I don't understand. What do you mean by why did it take you so long? He said, from the day you called me and told me that no religion, no God, no whatever, we started to pray for you from that day to be saved. From that day when you said no God, no religion, no Christianity in my lecture room, from that day we began to pray. Why did it take you 13 years to be saved? No prayer. Yeah. And he said that the reason why he was brought back was because of Dolores' prayer. She, inter- she begged for him. Today I was praying for somebody and I began to beg God for the person. Because I realized the person's crisis was so deep that even I couldn't imagine how the person would come out of that situation. So I began, and I realized that that is intercession. Intercession is when somebody else begins to beg for you. It's not you, but somebody is begging for you. And God hears, saves you because of the persons. The person, you see, like Abraham. Not you. That's what sometimes a good person has to pray for you. And so the salvation is not because you are pitiful or you are merciful, but because somebody, and it's because of the person who is talking. It's like I wouldn't listen to that person, but you that you have come to speak about for the person. Because of you. That you are begging for this man, I will answer this prayer. That's the meaning of intercession. How many understand intercession? That's why sometimes you need to get somebody to even pray for you. Because sometimes the person, God is annoyed with the person, but because of somebody who is talking. He said, That is why he came back from the dead. Hey. In fact, when I read, I said, Look, my salvation is too wonderful that I am saved, that I know God. When I look up to the sky, I just thank him that I even pray, that I, I can pray to God. He said he has never prayed. When the, we said when a voice said pray to God, he didn't know what it was, what it meant. He started to say nursery rhymes, God bless America, in God we trust, different rhymes. Oko, okay. Myself, if I send you to go and preach to help people who don't know God, have I done something bad? No. Huh? Have I done something bad? No. To go to a million people who are dying and going as we are talking, they are vanishing from this earth forever. And the guy said the torment that he had, it was so wild. He did not believe in God. He found himself standing in the room. Like that. Barefoot. And he saw the people. Have I done something bad? When I ask you to please go, somebody will hear about Christ and be saved. Even one person. 
Yesterday, my pastor in Jamaica sent me a text that one of his church members, 26 year old lady, young girl, she went to swim in the sea and she drowned in the sea. And she's dead. And I said, Brother, thank God that even you, you led her to Christ before she died. Have I done anything bad? Have I done anything bad? Prince, Johnny, have I done something bad? If I send you and I ask you, go. Because of people who are going to... This guy said he was an artist there and he was into, into things, money. He said, the only thing that... He said that he looked down on people who cannot survive on their own. He said that his life is survival and making it. And when you finish surviving and forcing through life and then you die, you just stop existing. That was his mind. An atheist... Not that he was, he was an ace. His belief is strong. I don't believe in God. Have I done something wrong to ask somebody to go and be a light and share about Christ? I haven't done something wrong. No. Even if you are a doctor, I have not done anything wrong to ask you to preach. Because you think about it. The doctors, those French doctors, they were scrubbing him up. And they were coming to tie his duodenum, a hole in his duodenum. That is as far as they could go. But the demons that were waiting for the man and the hell that the man was about to go to, none of those doctors could help him. And so, if God calls you and says, this place you are sowing, put it down and help people to rather escape from hell. Huh. He has given you a high, what is that? When we say higher calling. Try to understand when we say higher calling. Higher calling. That's why God says, walk worthy of your calling. One of the things that shows that you are walking worthy of your calling is an immediate response. When you respond immediately to the call, you are walking worthily of the call. Rosemary, do you understand? When you respond immediately, because when you, when, if, if, if I call you, Marcel, no, you, you sit down. Oko, let me send you. Oko, go and stand by that land cruiser. You see, now I'm going to call him. And we see, Yes. 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 Oko. Oko, come. Is it right for him to be shaking hands with people, fellowshipping? <laughs> Is it right? I'm standing here. You, you called me. I called you long ago. You are now coming. Yes. You are now coming. Yes, Why are you very lucky that I have mercy? Thank you. Mercy said no. Mercy said no. <laughs> but go back there. When I call you, don't come. Quasi there, join him. 
Randy, join. You, join. Lavelle, join them. All of these guys, eh, they are all going to perish, except I call them. Their lives will be useless. So I'm going to call. Out of five of them, I'll call only one. And I'll leave the rest, just like your family. Out of all your family, only you. Only you. Only you will be called. The rest will be left to perish. Do you understand what I'm saying? I say the rest will be left to perish. So I'm going to call only one. And who am I going to call? None other than Oko Botaidoko. You are privileged, though. Oko, come. Hey. Oko! He is fellowshipping with people who are not called. He's trying to be like people who are not called. He's associating with people who are not called. And he's making himself, I said, Oko, come. Oko, come now. Oko, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Oko, I said, come now. Oko, I'm calling you. Oko, listen carefully. Oko, don't take it as a joke. You may think I'm preaching. I said, come. Look, I'm not joking. I mean it. I said, come now. Okay, Aso, come. I'm, I'm going to use you. Go. There's a guy called Oko. Go and speak to him. Ah, Dr. Entefo, there's a guy called Oko. Go and I'm going to place it on your heart. To go and call. Pastor Nye, I'm placing it on your heart. Go and there's a guy called Oko. You are fighting with him. Look at him. He's beating the guys. He's opposing the guys. The whole thing has turned into hatred. Do you hate me because you are called? I can't believe it. Okay, kneel down and beg him. Beg him to obey God. Come, come into the light so we can see you. We can't see you. Ish. Look at them. They are begging him. He's begging them to go. He said what? Yeah. Okay, come back. It's all right. I'll call. I'll call somebody else. I'll call somebody. Uh, Levy, come. I used her. I used this little girl. The original guy that I wanted to call is not coming, so I use this little girl. Pardon? He says there are five of them, so you should call all of them, not only one. Okay, I, I'll use this little girl. Will you? Will you go? I will go. I use this little girl. It's the original people that I wanted. Them. So I'm using this. This little shrimp that I found by the roadside. She doesn't look as powerful as Pastoko, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you despise her, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm going to use her because the original person that I wanted did not come. Yeah, you're, somebody has taken your place. Pardon? I hear you were calling. Oh, about 10 years ago. You are, you are now too old. You are too old for what I, I need. I've got this little girl. I'm using this one. So it's okay, it's okay. 
You can go, you can be a waiter at a Chinese, regal Chinese restaurant. You can do whatever I want. I'm going to use the little girl. Okay, now you. I'm going to anoint you. Give me some oil. Give me some oil. I'm going to anoint. No, it's too late. Nobody should say this one is my girlfriend, though. She's not the original person that I chose. This is the person I chose here. He didn't come. So don't stand and say somewhere that I'm... The person I wanted didn't come, so I got this one. So when you open your mouth to accuse me, you don't know what you are saying. The person, the original person that I tried to get to do the work didn't come. So this is what I have. Look, where's the oil? I'll anoint her. You become uh, the next Catherine Kuhlman. Would you like to do that? Oh, I would love to be. Ah. You see, they seem to love it. Seem to love it. Wow. <laughs> Where is the oil? Please. Quickly. Ushers, you are too slow. Bring that oil to me quickly. Ushers, you are too slow. Okay. Gentlemen, you may come back and sit down. It, you, it's okay. Th those of you who I didn't call, you were never called. You were never called. You, you, never, you never stood a chance. Because before, come back, all of you, come and sit down. Before the foundation of the world, I chose Oko. But he didn't seem to value it. When I called him, he was doing all sorts of things. He said, this was more important than this. This was more important than this. This was more than that. And I sent pastors to talk to him to beg. As for this guy, Randy, Michael, Lavel, they were never called. This is the called guy. This is originally the one who was called. These guys there, yeah, they were never called. So then, Kwesi there, no, I mean, they were never called. This is the called guy, but he was joking with it. Ushers. Oh, I will by all means anoint her. They are bringing it. Ah. Yeah. Silas, don't say she's my girlfriend, no. Yeah, don't say, don't say, but don't say it to you because you will receive a kiss. Yeah. Because you see, the guy who I wanted to call, called and called and they never came. This is the one who said she would do it. So, he's a, and also, don't say that I like women. Huh? Yeah. Let me kneel down here. Please, will you get back? Angel police, come here. Angel police. One, two. Take him to the outer darkness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, look at it. Look at it. She's going to get the oil. Wow. 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 Because she considered herself worthy. Now, get me a crown. Get me a crown. Just one crown. Now, you go into this world with the anointing and the gift I've given you. Walk all the way to Natasha, who is waving her hand over there. Walk all the way to, to her and come back. You just walk slowly. Take your time. This is your life. You are now anointed and gifted. People don't recognize you. You are not the original person that was going to be used by God. But somehow, those who, who were called, they didn't... They didn't like it. They said they were professors. They said they were lecturers. They said they were this. 
And, and you, can, you can even bring Natasha. Try and pull as many young ladies with you as possible. You know, try and save a lot as you come towards heaven. Save as many ladies. Because as for the brothers, they won't listen to you. Because they feel even that you are too short. You see, you know, they, 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 you are, and, that you are, and you are a woman. Come, just bring, a, bring some ladies with you. Just hold that for me. Bring, 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 I try and win more souls as you are. Because you are anointed. Don't forget. Win ladies. At the brothers, only one or two brothers will come. But mostly ladies. Come. Oh. Levy, win. Win, win more. It's, your life is ending. Oh. You have just two more years to live. Come. Try and save as many. Oh, look at the little girl. What she's been able to do. Wow. Wow. Uh, Levy, come. People are coming to heaven before you. Come. She's trying to win souls on her deathbed. Hey. Oh, all these, all these, eh? Villagers. Oh, they are all saved by grace. Wow. Oh, Levy. Well, oh, angels, give, give. I mean, she's finally arrived at the throne. She's finally arrived at the throne. Now, hold the microphone. Now. Levy, come. Slowly, 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 kneel down, kneel down, kneel down, kneel down. You have been faithful with the, wow, rise up my daughter gently, ladies and gentlemen in heaven. This is my daughter. She was so faithful. Photographers, take a picture quick. You won't get it again like this. Beautiful. Wow. Oh, I love Wow. 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 And you see, the angels are taking pictures because this is coronation day in heaven. Pictures. And where is that unprofitable servant? Where is that unprofitable? Eh, angels, can I have seven angels? Cast him into outer darkness. He said he preferred land cruisers. Take him. Look at all the souls. Is it so, not so nice? One little girl, her work. A little shrimp. A little shrimp. Yes, a little shrimp. Wow, a little shrimp. Look at what she has been able to do. Is it not so wonderful? So take her crown and give it to another. Her anointing, first, the first thing that will be taken is the anointing to be given to another which means that the crown will also be taken and given to another. Because you didn't, you, you didn't walk worthy of such a wild calling. Somebody doesn't even know how to pray. You are even know how to pray and you are even being shown higher things. Okay. All right, now mansions are going to be given to you. So take her to the mansion. 
Take care to the man. Gently. You have to know how to be a princess. Hmm? Okay, souls, you go. Your coronation day will come later. God bless you. Take, 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 her, take her down and... Wow. Is her crown not beautiful? When Elisha was called, he left the oxen immediately. You cannot compare oxen with calling. I said, you cannot compare oxen with a calling. You can't. They are incomparable. Did you hear me? When Elisha was called, he dropped everything there and then. That is how to walk worthy. Immediately. You don't discuss a calling. You don't negotiate a calling. You don't put off a calling. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. You don't bargain with a calling. You jump at a calling. You run for the calling. You embrace the calling. You go for the calling. If somebody invites you to work for God or to participate, you don't negotiate. You don't discuss. You ask, how quickly can it be? But unfortunately, because of a land cruiser and a few earthly things, which maybe God shouldn't have given to you, oxen, oxen. When you get a calling, you sacrifice your life for the calling. I'm telling you, sacrifice your whole life for the calling. When Elijah was, Elisha was called, he sacrificed his entire life. Everything he had, he slaughtered them for the calling's sake. The call that Elijah said, come and follow me. Everything else is going and is going now. That's how to walk worthy of the call. I've watched a lot of lay people as they dribble and they dabble with the call of God. But you know, one of the things I've learned from this story is that God is very merciful. This story that I was saying that a guy went to, God is very, very merciful. And I mean, none of us can try to be less merciful than God. God is very merciful. So he has different shades and different ways in which he brings in people. But the call of God, I tell you, is immediate if you are going to walk worthy. And it's total. And you sacrifice anything and everything. And you sacrifice and contribute your whole life. Has God called you? Has God called you, brother, sister? God has called you even to be saved. Thank you for loving me. When on the cross you made his story, Lord, you died for me forever. My praise will go to thee, O God. Thank you for choosing me to be your child and bear your name. O Jesus, I will never cease to sing your praise. 
How wide, how low, how high, how deep, how endless is your love for me? How wide, how low, how high, how deep, how endless is your love for me? How wide, how long, how high, how deep, how endless is your love for me, oh God. Thank you for loving me. When on the cross you made his story, Lord, you died for me forever. My praise will go to you, oh God. Thank you. Thank you for choosing me to be your child and bear your name. Oh, Jesus, I will never cease to sing your praise. Thank you for choosing me. You know, when I, when I first started singing this song, all I could see myself was standing at a crusade ground in a tent with thousands of people there and I'm standing there and I've been the I'm the one who's been chosen to talk to all these people I just say God thank you for choosing me what 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 is the basis of these things what is the basis what is the basis for being chosen what is the basis that is why when Oko was not coming, it was a very terrible thing because Christy then was not chosen like that. And this lover was not chosen like that. And this guy, Michael, was not chosen like that. And uh, Randy was not chosen, but Oko was chosen specially. Do you see? And it didn't seem to mean anything to him because not everybody is chosen and called in that way. Hey. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for... My father died 11 years ago. I never cease to wonder whether he's in heaven or in hell. I never cease to wonder. I never cease to ask myself that question, whether he went to heaven or to hell. I remember the day he died. I was praying for him. And I even asked myself, oh Lord, this is a man who has brought forth somebody who is preaching and preaching to people all the time. Can there not be mercy for this man? He. And look at me, born and thrown into Christianity. My life is to say thank you. I cannot say thank you with anything less than my life. Give me a sheet of your paper. Anybody, give me one sheet. Just one. Many of you, give me a pen. All you want to do is to write God a short letter and say, Dear God, thanks for everything. Cheers. Just give this to the Lord. Tell him I said thanks for everything. Here, Grace, give it to the Lord. 
That's all. You finish with God. Uh, Grace, give it to the Lord. So, thanks. Read it. What does it say? Dear God, dear God, thanks for everything. Cheers. Kweku. Just that's the end of your Christianity. Thanks for everything, Lord. See you. You can't even sing. Singing, but you can't sing. You will, ne- you will never know even the words of a song. It's, m- it's, it's more than your importance to sing to God. Thank you. Thanks for everything. Yeah. Thanks. Ah, go on, give, give it to the Lord. Just find this way. Go this way. You want to post it? You want to post it? <laughs> hey! Give me another paper. One more. You can't even take it to God. You are posting. Give me. <laughs> you don't know where God is. Post it. Just post it. Now, this one, we will not even write uh, God. You say, uh, Hi. What's up? Are you there? It's been good. TX. You can't even say thanks. TX. It's been good. See ya. See ya. See ya. Ah, go this way. Maybe you find God and just throw it. Throw. When you get to them, no, just throw it. If God, you can see God then. See ya. Ah, give me one more. It's a ah. Hi. Ah. Not bad. Thanks. Uh, P.S. P.S. In a hurry. I'm in a hurry. P.S. I'm in a hurry. P.S. means, read it, come. Hi. Uh, you are. Read it. Hi. You are not. Bad. Bad. Thanks. P.S. In a hurry. Find God and throw it at him during the first service or the second service. Give him a message. It's okay. Too much singing. Some of you, when I sing, you think I'm, I'm doing something too much. Your mouth like leprosy. You think that I am, I am, I am doing something too much. When somebody is singing, do you know God's favorite people in the church? They are the worshipers and the worship leaders, if you don't know. Me, the people that I'm jealous of are the worship leaders. When I see them, I am so jealous of them. That is where my jealousy comes more. When I see them worshiping and singing, I say, these are... God hasn't told us, but they are his favorite people. They'll be singing nice words to him all the time, worshiping him, thanking him. Ah. Um. How do you start a letter? Dear. Huh? Hello. <laughs> Hello there. Um. We are in a meeting. Thanks anyway. We'll try to make contact. See ya. Who should I sign? Kwesi. If you are Kwesi, start praying hard. Read this letter to God. Hello there. We're in a meeting. Thanks anyway. 
We'll try to make contact. See you later. See ya. See ya. See ya. Kwesi. Find this way. Go this way and just drop. Throw it away somewhere. Maybe God will get it. That's it. See ya. That's how much we can say thank you to God. Me, mom, I'm grateful that I pray with my mouth, that my mouth knows can pray. Prayer. When the guy came out of the body and he was standing there, he didn't know how to pray. I wish I had brought the book so that I would read his prayer to you. Then, Pastor Johnny, I read my Bible. I pray. I read Christian books. Hmm? And I feel God has called me and I'm trying to work for him. Hey, I'm blessed. Super blessed. Respond immediately. Otherwise, you are not worthy of that calling. Throw away your oxen immediately. Sacrifice your whole life immediately for God and for his calling. Otherwise, you are not worthy of that great and high calling. Stand to your feet. Oh God. Hallelujah. Walking worthy. Lift your hand and ask God, Lord, I want to walk worthy of this great calling. Just begin to pray for yourself. Just pray what you've heard from the word of God today. Ask Lift God, your hands Lord, and just begin to pray calling, and ask God to help you to walk worthy of the calling. Lift your voice and lift your hands and just be, begin to pray for yourself. As you've heard the word of God today, how is your response? What is your response towards God's calling? Lift your voice and pray. Pray for yourself and say, Lord, help me to respond correctly, to respond appropriately. When you call me, as you have called me, help me to respond correctly. Help me to respond appropriately. Help me to have an immediate response in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and just pray. Pray for one minute. Pray for two minutes. Lift your voice and pray. Kando shandala baba. Rabadaba shikeberi andala baba. Zebekedo. Shandala bada. Rabada. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Mandaka badaba sheberi abadaba. We've heard the call of God. We've heard your word speaking to us this morning about your precious call. Mando kaba shadabandelebebe. Help us, Lord. God, we pray. Mando Kaba to respond correctly, to respond appropriately in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Rande Kedo Shadaba Debekebe, Biandala Baba, Zadaba Dorian Bendeberi Akaba, Shidabando Kaba, Dibiri Amando Raba. Oh, everybody pray just for one minute. Don't, don't, don't just stand there, but pray seriously. Mando Kaba Shibayandala Baba, Rama Kabandelebeyava Kaba. Help us, Lord, to walk worthy, Lord, of your call, to walk worthy of the call of God. Lord, 
Dorobo Shibari and Lebebe, Hado Mashibakaba, Ramama, Mama, Maya, 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 Darababa, Ekabodi and Mandelebe Ababa, 30 more seconds, pray. Mando Kaba Shibayebe, help me, Lord, Maya Maya, to walk worthy, to walk worthy, to walk worthy of the calling, to walk worthy of your call. Manda Bada Bandelebe Ababa, Ekado Mashabada, to do better with the call, to do better than I've done, Lord, to respond in a better way. In the name of Jesus, Maya Maya Sika, Maya Maya Sukata, Maya Norobodo Shibayandelebe. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Perhaps you are here today and somebody invited you to church. Or maybe you've been coming. You know, as we've heard the word of God, God is calling us. And one of the calls, the first call, is the call to salvation. The call to be saved. The call into the kingdom of God. Maybe you are here this morning or you're here this afternoon and you know in your heart that you are not born again. If you were to die today, something was to happen to you, you were to die. You don't know if you will go to heaven. You don't know if you go to hell. The Bible says that if today you hear his voice, hacking not your heart. It requires an immediate response from you that today, as I hear God calling me to be saved, I must respond. If you are here and you say, Pastor, I need you to pray with me. I need to give my life to Christ. I'm not sure of my life. I'm not sure of what is going to happen to me. If you are here like that, I want you to lift your right hand so that I can pray with you. Lift your right hand right now. Lift your right hand right now. Lift your right hand. I can see your hand. Lift your right hand, please. God bless you. I can see the hand lifted. Anybody else, lift your right hand so that you can, I can pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Don't put it down. Keep it up. Yes. If you've lifted your hand, I want you to come from where you are standing and come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. God is calling you. God is calling you. God is calling you. Come forward. God is calling you. God wants to save you. God wants to change you. God wants to transform your life. Today, if you hear his voice, you've heard his voice, don't harden your heart. Come from where you are standing and come to me. God bless you. Come, 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 come. Run and come. Come to the front. Mando kabada shada baria dala baba. Rabade beria bakaba. Shedebe rabade abakaba. Shandorebeya. I'm waiting for you. Come. I'm still waiting. We are waiting. Come. Come from where you are sitting and come. From the back. Come. Mando kada shiberia dala baba. Rabaria baebekebe shabaria ba. Clapping for them, clap for them as they come. Mandora ba, shabaya la ba. Kadora ba, deleberia ba, riando lobodo. Shadebe, kada beriando lobodo. Ramanda ba, shiberianda la. More people are coming. Clap for them as they come. Mandora ba, ba shiberianda la ba ba. Sando lobodo, rianda la ba ba. Sando lobodo, rianda la ba ba. Simando lobodo. Lift your hands if you are here. Everybody also lift your hands. Now I want you to, if you are here at the front, I want you to say this prayer with your heart, from your heart. I'm leading you, but it's your own prayer. Now close your eyes. 
and say after me dear father dear father today I come to you as a sinner I know that I am far from you but today please forgive me of all my sins please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus from today from today I will serve you I will follow you please write my name please write my name in the book of life thank you Lord for saving me in Jesus name in Jesus name Amen God bless you for listening to this message for more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.